welcome to Pep Talk, the persuasive evangelism podcast. My name is Christy Mayer and I'm joined here by my co-host Andy Bannister. We are in the middle of Cornwall. You can probably hear a lot of uh, background noise. We're actually in the milking shed at Creation Fest, this amazing kind of 15,000 plus festival that happens each year in Cornwall. And we are joined by the wonderful Brian Brodison, who is the festival director and also has many years of pastoral experience in the local church setting in California, the States at Calvary Chapel. Brian, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. It is a delight to be here. It's great to have you here in the middle of the uh, the wind and the storm that's currently uh, sort of battling uh, the site here. And it's yep. been an amazing week of ministry. So uh, thank you for taking the time. Yeah, yeah, it's been fantastic. And um, I'm glad that you invited me into your milking yeah. shed for the yeah. <laughs> this conversation. If I, you know, before uh, before we get into the the conversation, there's so many great stories around Creation Fest. But the one I the one the one I like yeah. is the story of the two guys from the festival down the road that got cancelled that came onto yeah. site yeah. yesterday. Do you want to just share that story because yeah. it's just a amazing yeah there, there's a, a large festival just down the road in Newquay and because of the weather they, they canceled it and I, I guess the word just sort of started spreading around that there was another festival somewhere uh, plus as people just are passing by on the on the road you know they, they see all of these tents and they wonder what that is well anyway a couple people ended up at the festival and ended up um, being here during a, a an invitation that was given and went forward and received Christ. So, but those those kinds of things happen pretty frequently at yeah. this festival. That's one of the things I absolutely love about it. You know, it's a free festival which attracts people. Just well, it's free. Might as well go in and yeah. just see what's going on. So it's amazing. Yeah. We were hearing all about it from Sarah Yardley the mm. other day, weren't we, Andy? And uh, what we'd really love to hear your thoughts on today, Brian, is just drawing from that vast experience of pastoral ministry that you've had. Um, what kind of roadblocks, um, obstacles have you come across in the local church in terms of that people have had as they've wanted to share Jesus but haven't been really sure how to go about that? What kind of lessons have you learned from, from pastoral ministry and evangelism? Well, there's, pro- there's probably three things. Um, you know, first of all, people feel ill-equipped. They feel intimidated. They feel like they really don't know enough to talk to people, oftentimes, mm. you know. So so what they will do, and, you know, this is a good thing. Um, it's better if they can speak to somebody. But what they will often do is, you should come to my church. You should come in here, my pastor, you know, mm. that sort of a thing. Because they don't, they don't feel that they're capable. Um, so what we, what I try to do as a pastor is make sure we're equipping people. And, uh, you know, you don't have to know everything. And what I often tell people, um, start with your own story. Everybody has a story. And I love, um, I think we have a great example of this in Scripture. In John chapter 9, we have this this blind man. You remember Jesus healed this blind man. And he ends up being hauled before the, the religious leaders of the nation. And talk about somebody who, you know, he's... It's just been a, you know, a couple of hours maybe since he's had this experience with Jesus, and so he's brought before them, and they really start grilling him. You know, they're quizzing him, they're uh, challenging him, and at the end, he just says, "Well, look, I don't really know a whole lot about what you're talking about, but this is what I know: I was blind, and now I see." 
and a man named Jesus is the one who gave me the sight. So I just oftentimes tell that story, you know, to people who are struggling and say, look, you have a story too. You were blind, so to speak, spiritually blind, or, you know, whatever was going on in your life, uh, Christ came into your life. So just tell people what God's done for you. And and so that that helps. I think it's, it's helpful. I think another thing is... Um, you know, sometimes people have knowledge, but they lack wisdom and mm-hmm. how to go appro- uh, how to how to approach people. So you know, you can have a lot of knowledge and you come and sort of beat somebody over the head with it, and, and, and in some ways, it, you know, ends up being maybe a bit counterproductive. And so we try to encourage people um, to to be wise, uh, to be sensitive. You know, sometimes uh, I think. In some forms of evangelism, I think people are taught to just sort of go through a, a formula and just get the formula out there and get it out there as quick as you can. Um, I, don't, I don't personally like that. I, I like more conversational. Why don't you just have a conversation with somebody? Just get to know them a little bit. Ask them questions. Find out about their background. Be, you know, be sensitive to that, that sort of thing. And then look for that opening where the Lord might have you insert some truth, you know, that can lead to maybe a, a, a fuller conversation. Some great, uh, great advice there. You know, Brian, on that, on that first one about sharing your, your story, Christy yeah. and I were doing a, a Q&A here the other night, and there was, a, the, there was a question kind of along these lines that really kind of struck me, and I just would love to get your kind of spec- perspective on it. It's not around the whole issue of story, but somebody sort of saying, you know, look, how can I, you know, how can I be an effective witness for Christ if I'm a Christian who's still struggling in certain areas? You know, yeah. they've been a Christian for a while, and like any Christian who's been a Christian for a while, there was areas where the Spirit was working, there were areas where they were still struggling, and I think they almost had this idea that I can't go and share my story unless my yeah. entire life is victorious Christian living. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you say to somebody who goes, Brian, well, I'm clearly a Christian, love Jesus, but yeah. I still get issues. Yeah. I say, well, the good thing is we're not really, it's not really our story. It's its the story of Christ. Yeah. And so it's not, you know, it's not our righteousness, our holiness, our uh, any, any of those things. I mean, not, not to minimize those mm-hmm. things, but at the end of the day, it, the gospel is the power of God to salvation. It's yeah. not my... Uh, it's not even my presentation of the gospel that's the power of God. So I, I would just say to people, you know, look, don't, don't worry about that. We're all, we're all sinners. And as a matter of fact, I think our evangelism can even be more effective if we are transparent and we just let people know that, hey, I don't have this all figured out and I'm not perfect. Mm. And I'm not telling you that you got to figure it all out and be perfect. But, but you know, God, you know, he's, he's ready to meet you right where you're at and that's what he did for me and that's what he's still doing for me so yeah I I think sometimes there is that sense that I have to be holier Uh, you know I'm not really spiritual enough and when we think that way I think we're just missing the point that the point uh, being the powers in the gospel itself so just just you know do your best to just get the the simple you know Christ died for sinners explain that a little bit what that means um he rose from the dead and he lives to make intercession for you he lives to you know come into your life and yeah it's just so liberating isn't it it just takes the pressure off of us yeah and often what we're looking for is that magic bullet yep. in the conversations yes. that yeah. will kind of, if I say it this way and <laughs> yeah. these particular words, then yes. then God will be at work. Yeah, yeah. 
And just thinking about those kind of conversations that you are encouraging um, people that you know to be having, those like natural, organic conversations, how, what would be some of the practical first steps that people could take into having those conversations? Because I imagine most people would think, oh yeah, I'd love to have a chat with somebody, yeah. but how would I even... How, where would I how do I even get yeah. to know somebody who doesn't yet know Jesus yeah yeah well I mean I mean that's where it's important to remember that um, you know probably most people have colleagues that they work with they have neighbors that they live next door to we can't isolate ourselves from the world right we just need mm. to be out there with people and then I, I think sometimes as Christians though I do think we just we forget some really fundamental and basic uh, life practices like just how to be a friend to somebody you know because I think sometimes we just get this pressure like we think that every single person we meet we've got to lead them to the Lord and we've got five minutes to do it so it's awkward so we come with all this weird pressure and we can't just have a normal sort of a connection so I'll give you a quick example so this week I'm staying at a cottage we stay at this cottage uh, all the time and I just met this lady in the uh, the laundry room this week, and we just had a brief little chat. And uh, then she ran into my wife, and they had a little chat. And anyway, I saw her this morning before I was coming, and uh, she just wanted to talk a little bit. She's from Toronto, by the way, mm. uh, Andy. Good. And she uh, she just said, well, I went by that festival, and I saw what you guys are doing. And, and you know, I, it wasn't a moment where I was going to say, well, listen, let me, can I give you the in the Romans road or the four spiritual <laughs> laws. Uh, but, you know, she was intrigued. She was wondering what it was about. And I was able to just say, well, you know, this is, you're still here today. The festival's still going on. I want to invite you to come over because I could tell she was intrigued by it, you know. Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of is the point that I wanted to get to. When I used to live in London and we did, we did street outreach regularly uh, in Leicester Square was our, our main mm-hmm. place to go just because of the numbers of people there. Uh, but I would always... I would always encourage our team, look, we're going to go out today, and this is what I want you to think of. Your objective today is really to bring a person just one step closer to Jesus. Now, for some people, that one step is going to bring them right into the arms of Jesus. For other people, that one step, they're still going to be a ways away, but at least they took a step further. So, because I think if we go out with this pressure, that we have to convert somebody, hmm. I think that just makes it way more complicated. It takes away the joy of it. It puts you under this burden, and you end hmm. up at the end of the day probably feeling guilty because you hmm. really didn't succeed. Hmm. But if your objective is to just bring somebody one step closer to Christ, hmm. well, because, and and you know that's that's just based on the idea of uh, Paul. The apostle said this in writing to the Corinthians, right? That one plants, one waters, God makes it grow. Mm. So some of you are planting a seed. Some of you are watering a seed that somebody planted a long time ago. But at the end of the day, God's the one who makes it grow. Mm. So I I would just try to encourage the team with that. And I found that people who were apprehensive about going out and doing street evangelism that took the that took the burden off of them and they were ready to go oh i can have a conversation with somebody and i can you know just hopefully lead them one step closer to jesus hmm. i think the other thing i like about that advice brian it also helps us think about how can we use just very brief encounters yeah 
with people. I love the story of the lady in the laundry room. I had a similar one this morning, actually. I was out loading the car outside the cottage this morning, got chatting to a guy walking his dog. Turned out he was a, a neighbour a few doors down, and sort yeah. of, you know, the usual why are you here? And I mentioned Creation Fest, and he was like, oh, yeah, I've, I've seen that festival here. And, in recent years, he said, "Communions ago, sometime my, my neighbour went a couple of years ago. Really enjoyed it." And so I just said, hey, you, should, "You should come." I said, "Whether you've got a faith or no faith, yeah. it's something for everyone." And then it's great. He was like, "Well, I mean, is it expensive?" I went, well, "It's free." He went, "Really?" I went, "Yeah." So I'm going to go. I'm going to take the kids next year. <laughs> right. um, but I guess if I'm in my head, it'd been right. I've got maybe 45 seconds. I'm yeah. going to get there. Just keep it light. And he's gone away having a conversation yeah. with a Christian that hopefully been touched yeah because i believe you know and I, I think you guys believe this as well you know salvation is of the lord uh, unless yes. you know no no one can come <clears throat> to me jesus unless the father who sent me draws him so i am trusting that i'm just i'm just one piece in this puzzle that god is putting together so so this lady that i mentioned that i had the conversation with this morning i could tell she's very intrigued by this you know she's very interested and i just figured okay here you know maybe this is the first step I, ironically um she's from toronto she's lived in this country for years she's married to an englishman and uh she had a brother who worked in costa mesa california interesting the place that i live so it's like how does this happen standing on a standing on a farm in cornwall talking to a lady from toronto who's married to an englishman who had a brother who worked in costa mesa california where i live and pastor yeah yeah Here's a question um, I wanted to ask you, Brian. We've talked about perhaps you know people who are perhaps sort of nervous about having conversations. Yeah. You offer some some advice there. The other thing that interests me that I sometimes come across. You're a pastor of many years' experience. Mm -hmm. I sometimes come across uh, folks who are pastors, ministers, and clergy who sort of share that they've, they're struggling slightly because you can through Christian ministry and work very hard in Christian ministry. If you're not careful, you can end up not having any Christian friends because yes. you put all your life into the church, just yeah. surrounded by Christians. Um, are there any things that you've learned over the years about as a, as a minister and a pastor, how you also make sure that you stay connected yeah. with, with, with non-Christians? Yeah. Non yeah. How do you and, do that as a leader? And, yeah, and that, that's, a real, um, that's a real challenge, and it's a, it's a, it's a real thing that it, uh, people in ministry sometimes get so isolated from the, the rest of the people in the world, and, and particularly pastors or people who are in full-time ministry because you mm. spend so much of your time around other believers. And I've had times where I was like, I, I just got to get out of this church. I got to go see, uh, like, a, I got to go see a sinner. I mean, we're all sinners, but, you know, I got to go, go find a sinner. See a real person. <laughs> <laughs> just a you know, person. To, yeah, so for me personally, um, over the years, I you know, I, I grew up in the surf culture. I'm a surfer. Um, there's plenty of people out on the water who don't know Christ, don't know anything about the gospel. So... In the surf world, that's always been a place for me to kind of just connect with people. But thankfully, uh, we America, you know, uh, Starbucks came along hmm. and created these spaces. Uh, and, and then, of course, every other coffee person in the world came along after them to create all these super cool spaces where people want to go and just hang out. So I spend... Um, I don't spend a whole lot of time in my office. I spend a, most of my time out of my office, in coffee shops, mm. in places where other people are, getting to know the employees, getting to know the people there, and just through those kinds of things, looking for opportunities to, uh, you know, speak mm. uh, to people about the Lord ultimately. And again, you know, sometimes it's something that happens within a 
five-minute encounter, and sometimes it's five years I've been going into the same place, and somebody finally says, you know, mm. can I talk to you about something? And then you get the opportunity to share. But but to your uh, question, Eddie, I think we have to be intentional. Mm. We we have to we have to be out because those encounters. Uh, I know for me, they sharpen me. They keep me tuned up spiritually. And if I go for a while without having uh, like a real encounter, you know, with an unbeliever where I really get an opportunity, I I just feel kind of dull. And I was like, man, I need one of those moments. And, And I travel a lot. So thank God a lot of times in my traveling, I will have, you know, sit next to somebody on a flight or you know, meet somebody in a, in a place that I hadn't been before, mm-hmm. something like that. I think evangelism can be one of those things that we compartmentalize, don't we? Yeah. And we think, okay, this is the day that I'm going to go and I'll yeah. think about this properly and I'll do yeah. that. Yeah. And it sounds like what you're saying, it's more cultivating a mission or lifestyle. Yeah. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and for me, that is, that's kind of where I am at. Now, I know that God uses all kinds of people in all different kinds of ways. And I mean, I see some people evangelizing and I cringe, but then people come to the Lord. So I'm like, okay, I, I wouldn't have done it that way, but you know, God used it. So for me personally, um, I, I feel like a more missional approach is more suited for me. And, and I try to uh, impart that to the congregation as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't like the idea of obnoxious Christians running around shouting at people and mm-hmm. things. You know, I'll tell you a quick story. When we lived in London, um, we, we, Cheryl and I, one day we were walking through Leicester Square, and, and there was a little lady out in the middle of the square with a bullhorn. And she was shouting to everybody, you're going to hell. You're going to hell. And we looked at each other. Oh, gee, Lord, help us, you know. So, so I walked up to the lady and I said, um, you know, hi, how are you doing? You're going to hell. You're going to hell. I said, no, no, wait a second. We're Christians. And we just wanted to, you know, take a minute and talk to you. You're going to hell. You're going to hell. <laughs> so I said, okay, well, I guess we'll move on from here. But, you know, I thought, yeah. Boy, this is, you know, people are walking by thinking, okay, another one of those nutter Christians. So I, I don't want to be that person, and I don't want people mm. in my congregation to be that person. Yeah. So I try my best, you know, to, to train people. Uh, you know, a lot of it is just just be a human, just be mm. a normal person, you know. But one thing I, we absolutely have to say is um, Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be witnesses to me. So we can never miss that vitally important factor that we have to be filled with the Spirit. And I think I just listened to Joel Turner uh, and the very end of his message was on evangelism. And he basically just talked about, I get up in the morning and I put on the armor of God, so to speak, and I ask the Lord to fill me with his Spirit and to lead me to somebody that I can share Christ with Mm. today. And Joel's really an evangelist, you know. I I don't consider myself so much an evangelist, more of a person who I do evangelism. But Joel is, I mean, I'm hanging out with Joel and I'm like, oh Mm. man, I feel like such a loser uh, evangelist, because <laughs> Joel is, you know, he's, he's yeah. preaching to everybody, leading people to Christ right and left. Um, but it's partially a personality thing, too, I recognize. But but the power of the Spirit, and the power of the Spirit manifests himself differently through different people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Sometimes it's a soft, gentle uh, approach, and sometimes it's a Joel Turner. Uh, Whatever it's <laughs> yeah. 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 
Oh, that's, I think it's helpful advice uh, there, Brian, as you come to a close, actually, as well, because I think, you know, finding people that you can learn from, whether you've... Yeah. I love the fact that you've been in ministry for... Or I'd say how long. A um, for a while. <laughs> and you're still learning from others. There are some of us, you know, around the table have been in ministry, you know, for much less time and we're learning, learning from others. Yeah. And I think that's always a good a good principle in the body of Christ, you know. Yeah. You know find, find people who you can be mentoring, who you can pour something into. Find yeah. people who you can look up to and go, I can yeah. learn something from you. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I and I'm learning from both of you, and I'm looking up That's to. Kind. Well, I kind of look down on Andy because he's shorter than I am. Absolutely. But apart from that, I look up to him in other ways. <laughs> and on that uh, on that note, I think we will uh, try to close. Brian Bredesen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for yeah. taking the time, and uh, thank, thank you, you for all of you uh, listening. Again, sort of apologise for the background noise, the rain, and the wind, and the chaos of being here at Creation Fest. It's been an amazing week, uh, and I hope you've enjoyed the uh, the show. And until next time, goodbye, folks. Thank you.